Hello, and Happy New Year, everyone. This is David Sloshberg with the Shared Concepts Group, and I want to welcome you to our first quarter 2024 Market Intel Report. In this report, we're going to discuss the three key themes that are on the minds of investors today. The first one being the overall resiliency of the U.S. economy. In 2023, we delivered a Market Intel Report to start the year. And I shared a statistic that the number of economists that believed we were going to enter a recession in 2023 was at an all-time high. We had soaring inflation. The Federal Reserve was about to embark on a very aggressive interest rate hiking campaign to try to curb inflation. And there was a lot of people that were quite negative on the outlook of the United States economy. Well, here we are in early 2024, looking back. And of course, we saw that the Federal Reserve's battle on inflation has helped to curb inflation by raising interest rates. We ended 2023 at a core inflation rate nearing 3%. We also saw in the face of higher interest rates that U.S. consumers kept spending to a large degree, which really drove the overall growth in the U.S. economy. Of course, now our attention turns to those trends that continue into 2024. And I wanna look at a couple of data points of where the state of the U.S. economy is today and most importantly, what's ahead. As I mentioned earlier, inflation has come down off the highs over 9%. As long as we stay on that downward trend, that should lead to a healthier U.S. economy. We saw retail spending continue to power the United States economy, producing good growth. But of course, as we all know, typically the biggest risks to the economy often are the ones that we don't see coming. So there are some potentials that this picture could change. But as of right now, we see a strong and healthy labor market. Consumer financial balance sheets are weakening, however, as we start to see a large rise in credit card balances and a slight rise in delinquencies as well. Retail spending seems to be healthy, which overall tends to lead to economic growth. Now that turns our attention to our second key theme on the minds of investors today. What happens if and when the Federal Reserve starts to cut interest rates? The FMOC, that is the Federal Open Market Committee, is projecting a few interest rate cuts in 2024. You can see based on the data on this chart, they are forecasting a year-end interest rate of about 4.6%. Now, the overall market is actually forecasting and anticipating a little bit more of an accelerated cut to interest rates. The market is forecasting interest rate cuts to start earlier in the year, potentially in the second quarter. And we actually end the year at about 3.6%. So again, a little bit of a variance, variance between what the FMOC is projecting and what the overall markets are anticipating. But what I want to talk about is what we've seen historically from the stock market if and when the Fed does start to cut interest rates. Now, some people believe that the Federal Reserve will not start to cut interest rates until there's a certain level of pain felt in the economy. In this chart, it shows the average stock market return over time when the Federal Reserve starts to cut interest rates. So what we've seen since 1965 is that on average, the stock market has actually produced a positive return of 5% for the 12 months following the first interest rate decrease. Now, to contrast that, kind of the tale of two stories here are that if the U.S. economy goes into a recession, 
What we've seen is the stock market on average has delivered a negative 3% return in the 12 months following that first interest rate cut. But to the contrary, if the economy does not go into recession, if we do experience that soft landing being hoped for, that we've seen the then we've seen the market deliver on, on average, about a 15% return in the 12 months following that first cut. So some things to be optimistic about if the economy stays resilient. And there's a stark difference in results during times when the economy avoided a recession through those 12 months following the interest rate cut versus those when a recession did occur. That leads me to our third key theme on the minds of investors today, which is, of course, the presidential election. Many people have predictions on what could happen in the election and, of course, in the economy and the stock market. But the one thing to note is that there's very little correlation between what happens in the presidential election and what happens in the stock market, specifically over the long term. Some have asked me why the stock market has done so well, they feel, when they're living paycheck to paycheck in a challenging economy. My response is this. Let's say, for example, all the auto manufacturers in the U.S. decided to get together and increase prices by 100%. If that happened, even used cars would greatly increase in value. Might that at some point have a negative impact on your personal economy? Of course it would. What would happen to the profit at the auto manufacturers? How about the car dealers, the auto part manufacturers, and the auto transport companies? You see where this is going. They likely would all have record profits. We know that stock market prices are at the end of the day based on corporate profitability. How profitable corporations are and how your personal economy looks are not one and the same. Back to the market, we know the one thing that causes volatility more than anything else is uncertainty. And going into an election year, there's an incredible amount of uncertainty. What you can see in this chart was that, which was put together by Capital Group, i.e. American funds, is that leading up to the primaries, there's typically a lot of uncertainty in the markets, which creates volatility. But what you can see on the chart is that once that uncertainty starts to dissipate, We've got some more firm information after the primaries. And of course, we lead into the actual election in November. That volatility starts to dissipate. And in fact, it traditionally has turned positive for overall markets, regardless of the victor. It is not unusual to see large spikes the first few days after the election, both up and down, as the results settle in. But fairly soon after, the markets go back to where they should be. You can see on this chart that market returns aren't truly correlated to the party in office. For example, if we look at a 10-year average of stock market returns, they're about equal whether a Republican was in office or a Democrat was in office. You can see the data here. The average 10-year return of the stock market when Republicans were in office was just over 10%, and the average return when Democrats were in office was just over 11%. So again, no direct correlation to the party in office, and the overall performance of the stock market. While there is some uncertainty leading into this election year, we believe the best course of action is to invest in being prepared, not investing in predictions. Again, what we saw was 2023 was quite a humbling year for economists, for forecasters, for people who were trying to make predictions in the market. 
For, but for those that stayed the course in their disciplined investment approach and followed their plan, they were rewarded. We'll likely see that same thing playing out in 2024. That's not to say that there aren't events that could rattle the markets. Of course, some acute change in some of the geopolitical tensions that are out there can certainly spark concerns. But again, we believe that with all of the data that's available today, the best course of action is continuing to stay the course, stay disciplined, and not letting those short-term events drive uncertainty in your own financial plan. Again, we appreciate you for joining us for our first quarter 2024 market intel report. And if there's anything that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you much. I'm David Sloshberg once again.